Welcome to episode 23 of the Comedy Defect Podcast. My name's Winter Fonander, I'm a comedian and the host of the show. This is episode 23 with Katie Pritchard. Now Katie's background is in musical theatre, she is a musical comedian. What she does is high energy, a lot of ad-libbing with songs in between and it's very silly. It's really fun, I've been in many a car journey with Katie and she's a lovely person to boot. She's incredibly talented, she plays a multitude of instruments, it's sickening really. But what is happening with me? Not much, really. I'm just trying to get everything in balance at the moment. Winter has hit, and it's hit hard this year. So I'm trying to get everything in line for the upcoming festivals. Started my show. It's going okay. I'm happy with it. I'm just finding out a few things about me. So I'm going to write them down. It's good. If you like this podcast and you want to follow us on Facebook, we're there. We have a group. Go to Facebook, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and join the group. And you find out who's on next and where. Well, you know where it is on Podbean and iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter. That's at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me on Twitter, which is at WinterPhoneAnder. If you want to come see me live for my stand-up dates, they're on my website, which is WinterPhoneAnder.com. Now, if you like this podcast and you want to donate to us, go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast, and donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean, because it really helps. This episode is episode 23 with the comedy dynamo, Katie Pritchard. Hi Katie, Hello. welcome to the Comedy Defect, how are you doing? Good, thank you, I have a mouthful of uh, Starmix. <laughs> Got you just at the right time. Yeah. And so what have you been up to apart from uh, partaking Starmix? <laughs> That's just it. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You're quite sick at the moment, you got... Yes, I'm poorly with the labyrinthitis. Yeah. Mm. Uh, something <laughs> sounds way cooler than it is. It sounds so cool. It sounds like David Barry's involved, yeah. like yeah. there's some cool gargoyles. Mm-hmm. It's not fun. Nothing like that. No. Just, just sheer pain, yeah. Sheer terror every oh, morning. Okay, right. <laughs> just have to have pillows on the floor because you like, you know, your balance is off. Able to stand up. Who knows? Mm. But we got Starwicks and we got cookies. Yes, we do. So. We've got plenty of cookies. We've got the. Uh, we the the two for one option. It was great. It was, yeah. That's it. I'm having mm-hmm. another Starbucks yeah. now. That's good. Well, what have you got? The, the Friday. I'm going for a Friday, guys. Nice. Uh, one of my faves, <laughs> um, and it's going in now. That's it. And uh, so uh, you have you're doing your show Hurricane Katie at mm-hmm. the moment. Yes. And you're enjoying that. Yes, very much so. And you yeah. did it first at the Museum of Comedy. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Leicester Square Theatre. Oh, excuse me, Leicester Square Theatre. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Same company. Yeah. Um, yeah, it went really well. That was the first time that I had ever performed it. From my angle, it went down really well. Mm. So uh, I was very happy with that. Yeah, I've just done it three, thrice more. Yeah. At Guildford Fringe and twice at Hastings mm-hmm. for my sins. And um, yeah, that's it. For your sins, okay. Was that just like, oh, I've just got to get through this? Was it hard going? Was they not your crowd, or what was it? No, I learned a lot of lessons in Hastings, and it was very useful for me. So now the show is much better than it was. Right. But yes, doing the show, Mm. uh, there was a lot of people very confused as to what what on earth was happening to them in this pub uh, of an evening. And I did it twice, so more full them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the second one was even more full than the first one, which right. wasn't hard because okay. I had one audience member in the first one. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> you, can really, you can actually feel the tension. I oh, had God. one audience member, yeah. the steward uh, that was assigned to my venue, mm. and all the bar staff, of which there was so many, it was like maybe they're expecting it to be really full. Mm. Um, but it was the voting, the Brexit vote day. Oh, uh, yeah. So mm. I just think uh, everyone everyone that I spoke to was going was off to vote after work. Right. It was just a bad time. Yeah. Uh, but I did have one actual audience member who gave perhaps the, the worst, the rudest heckle. <laughs> Not, no, actually, that's a lie. I've had much ruder. Well, um, but yeah. during my show, bearing in mind she was the only one... <laughs> Um, I just said, there's a bit where I dress up as Dracula, obviously, yeah. uh, why wouldn't I? Mm. And I just said, oh, I can't wear the teeth, yeah. because I can't sing with them in. Yeah. And she said, can't sing without them in either. 
So I was like, was oh, bit, like that's that, the only audience interaction that I, she gave me. That's, that's <laughs> confidence, gold. though. It was gold. That, that's a massive, massive amount of confidence that that audience member had. Being on their own, the yeah. only audience. I liked her. Yeah, I was like, wow, thank you, Hastings. Yeah. For that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, never mind. I think you came, was it second or third? Was it, was it third in the standard for cider? I was. Yeah, with that. Yes, I came second in that. Second in that, yeah. Second in standard yeah, for cider, yeah. I won loads of cider. That's good, yeah. Uh, which, um, don't tell anyone that. So people might be receiving cider for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's good cider, right? I don't really drink, mm-hmm. so. <laughs> Yeah, I would not suicide. That was great, actually, because mm. I don't gig in the southwest that much. Mm. Um, but it's really useful for where I live in London mm-hmm. to get out there. Um, so it's just opened up a little avenue there mm. of people, like useful contacts, mm. and also other comedians. Because obviously, when when we went, Windy mm. and I had the same heat. I didn't know anyone else mm. other than. Us and then the people that have been in our first heat. Mm. Um, so it's just nice to get to know all these yeah. other people. And people that don't gig in London, so they don't know the Londoners mm-hmm. and the different styles, really, yeah, yeah. that everyone has. I just I really enjoyed it. There's a German, um, there's a German comic, oh. <laughs> Marty, Marty, he's, a, he, uh, he's, he's, he's not actually German, of course. He's but not but he, you know, but I think it's funny because like that's around the time of Brexit as well. Yeah. And these fake Germans coming over here stealing yeah. our our comedy jobs. Thing happened in in that Hastings gig. Uh-huh. Was that before your like with Abonjo? Was that before your gig? So Hastings festival oh. happened Thursday to Saturday, and the vote for Brexit happened on the Thursday. So and Hastings voted like sixty something percent to leave. Mm. Everyone's got their own political opinion, that's fine. Mm. But in London, obviously, you can rest assured that the majority of the audience, if you're going to talk about Brexit, will mm. all be like, be like, oh. Yeah. Um, whereas in Hastings, you could not guarantee mm. that was going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, President Bonjo, they did not... They, uh, he, I think he dealt with it really well. Mm. It was not very nice. I was mm. seeing that as well. Yeah. It was a bit like, oh, I don't know really... But it's not okay, but what can you... Like, he's dealt with it quite well yeah. on stage. Yeah, it was just it's sad. But not because there was no... Con- like, he dealt with it. Mm. It was hilarious still, yeah. but I was he's just... disappointed in that and crowd. I, yeah, I was yeah. like, that is not okay for, by my standards. No, of course. You also do a performance... It's, uh, I'm going to massacre this, right? Bear with me. <laughs> Come to <the> chainsaw. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, a a rock a rock band rock and roll band rock, yes okay. it wasn't too bad it wasn't too bad it was, it was I worse what you were trying to explain ro- there. No, sorry a, a rock and roll band rock and roll band yes, yes the daisy chains yes the daisy chains all girl rock and roll band yes we all did a show a rock and roll show together mm. called dreamboats and petticoats mm. uh, oh it was it, it had a lot of fans. Mm. Um, Why had? Uh, it's not out anymore. Oh. It's coming back at Christmas. Okay. So right. That's a little plug for the show. So I'm not special. in it. I'm not in it. Oh. Uh, but they got a Christmas one. Right. Somewhere. I think it's in the West End. They're doing oh. Christmas. Right. And yeah, so basically it was just a really charming jukebox musical based on a compilation album called Dreamboats and Petticoats of hit 60s songs. Mm-hmm. From the album is from the British UK charts, which is important because in the sixties, uh, not too many records came were like transatlantic, I guess. Mm. So you wouldn't have many American people breaking it in. Yeah, like, obviously Elvis and stuff. Mm-hmm. But it was very much like if you could, if you broke it mm. in America, or if America broke Britain, it was very much a big deal. It's not yeah. like these days where it's kind of like yeah. most people can. Mm. Get an album out in America, and so very much songs of oh, who was it? <laughs> who did the songs? <laughs> um, yeah. All the all the hits. All the hits, guys. Sixties hits. I did it for three years. Yeah. So you'd think I'd be able to remember. So yeah, when did you stop doing it then? A few years ago. Oh, did you? Because oh, oh, when I spoke to you, I thought you'd done it more recently. Oh, my band. Yes, you're. Oh, with the band still going. The, yes, sorry. The band where, the, the, where you had the sorry, where you had the finale. 
where you I won't ruin it because you just uh, the swapsies yeah swapsies yeah, yeah, yeah. that's code for swapping instruments <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't think anyone realised <laughs> yes yeah. uh, so that that's a, a big finale piece yeah. it depends where we're performing really because we do do a lot of parties and mm. weddings and stuff so we don't do yeah. don't do it there not for anything other than Logistically, it's really hard to organise mm. the bands to completely swap instruments in the middle of a song. So we'll do it at our big theatre and right. our big venue shows. Yeah. But any smaller ones. But yes, we were just about to do a big festival where we were going to do that. So we did um, Twinwood Festival, which is like okay. the Glastonbury of rock uh, of like vintage festivals right. this summer. But we wanted to do our big swapsy mm. showbiz. But the stage was massive. And normally we're like all on top of each other. So I've, I play the guitar in the band and my fretboard mm. will be in the cymbal somewhere. Mm. The saxophonist in front of me will be on my microphone. Yeah. Uh, that's normally how small we play. Mm. And on mm. this one, it was like I could barely make out the person in front of me. Yeah. <laughs> it was that far away. Whoa. I was yeah. like, are you there? Yeah. And we were on uh, all the rhythm section. We were on a band riser, which means that we were just... Um, on a bit of staging, a bit higher up. Mm-hmm. So we felt really rock and roll, but the drummer was so high up at the back. Yeah. Like, um, it's ca- kind of like how you'd imagine, I don't know, if you went to see a massive band now. Yeah. Like, uh, like a big rock and roll yeah. band. Yeah. And you'd expect the drummer to be on a high yeah. thing, maybe with some laser lights mm-hmm. or something. That's exactly what, We looked up at Wendy, we were like, what are you doing yeah. all the way up there? I'm so far away from you. But it was the first gig ever where I didn't need any earplugs. Yeah, because I could... All I had was the mix coming through my speakers. Mm. So normally I can't hear a thing because mm. there's so much going on in my near vicinity. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's no point in having a, a little monitor of what the band's playing. you can hear it. Like, there I'm on the cymbal, <laughs> so I know when that's being played. Yeah. But yeah, for this one it was like... It was mental, and it was so many people, like yeah. thousands of people just dancing. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Wow. And you get more fans from that, I guess, as well. Yeah. Hopefully going to do more vintage festivals next mm. year and stuff. So yeah. they all kind of trickle in, and we're not allowed to announce anything. Okay, right. Watch this space. <laughs> the data change in Kodo, UK. <laughs> and is there, how big is this circuit? How is big is this vintage circuit, though, um, it's massive at the moment, yeah. yeah. We obviously, we're operating in quite a niche section of it, mm. the rock and roll section. Um, but So mostly we're doing events that are like more party events. Right. But the vintage circuit is so huge. Mm. I think it's just, it's all the nostalgia and all that everyone mm. just loves and the fashion. Yeah, of course. So when you're going to the festival, it's like everyone looks amazing. Yeah. And you just... Uh, yeah, yeah. You must have spent... And at, also, at Twinwood, mm. I was wondering... Because it's camping there. It's really mm. hard to get to if you're not camping. Mm. So they've camped in a tent and they've still been able to do, like, incredible hair. And, like, how are the guy's hairs not sticking at that? I don't mm. know how much wax they use. Yeah. But, so They're waterproof practically at this stage, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. It's just dripping off. It's a lovely environment, really, because everyone has taken so much time mm. to get ready. And I know it sounds so superficial, but because of that, people ha- there's a extra respect for anything that happens in the festival mm. because it's like, right, well, I spent three hours yeah. getting ready. Yeah. So I am going to have a nice day out. I'm not yeah. going to ruin it by getting really drunk and yeah. stuff. And you know, it's just, and they're doing proper dancing as well. Oh yeah. So um, what's it? Uh, what's it called? The or like Lindy Hop and like spinning people around yeah. their shoulders and everything, and that, that and throwing people through their legs and yeah, spinning people. It. Oh, God, that's so. So when you're performing, it's amazing to look out because yeah. when you're doing a lot of parties and weddings at private events, mm. loads of people know how, like how to do that. Mm. Um, but it's just incredible to watch a, a festival of thousands of people that are like basically professional level swing dancers mm. yeah. <laughs> just throwing each other Amazing. around. Yeah, yeah. So it's good fun. And they're really invested, which is great, which makes you enjoy even more as well. These guys, yeah. we're going to do a good show with these guys. These, they're taking, they're taking notice. Because from my point of view, it might be some people might think it's wrong, but rock and roll is real party music. Mm. And for me, it's all about the 
energy of the performance of the piece. So a lot of the old recordings, they were done completely live. Mm. So the full band recorded live in one take. So which is why it sounds so... Alive. Uh, yeah, so yeah. it's like recording music today, everyone records all their instruments separately. Yeah. You can re-record your vocal line mm. if you mess it up a little bit. But there's something so raw about a rock and roll track, like Little yeah. Richard probably in like some kind of warehouse thing, just going, all right, guys, let's let's try and do it in this take. It'll be yeah. like take three. All the sax solos, all the guitar solos, there's always something unique yeah. because it will never be the same as that. Mm-hmm. Never, ever. Yeah. Yeah, it's one of my favourite styles of music. Great. I think that's why people love it as well because it's just, it is what it is. Mm. Like, I don't need to re-record this. If I've gone, that's fine. That's how the, the record is now. Yeah, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's I, just, how I, go. I felt like doing it that day. That was it. Yeah. I had extra energy. You know, I wanted to say, I felt like I didn't have enough words in that song. <laughs> but it's like with yeah. the whole Blues Brothers thing. Slightly different genre, but still pretty much there. Like mm. James Brown and Aretha Franklin yeah. had to do theirs live on set mm. and all the other songs were pre-recorded but because they're soul mm. singers mm. it's all live so it's di- it's going to be different every time because yeah. it's about how they're feeling in that specific moment at that specific time yeah. so in the in the film version mm. they apparently had a nightmare trying to pre-record them because they never do the same thing twice yeah. so they just were like fine we'll just do a live, <laughs> live take and then that's that <laughs> as well as the rock and roll band you have for me you you've been performing stand-up for how long now like two and a years and nine months. But you've you've always been performing, haven't you? You've, you yeah. did a degree in musical theatre, is yeah. that right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not creative, mm. I don't really enjoy it. And your fa- is your family creative and yeah, they all do it as hobbies. Okay. My mum and dad and sister all yeah. perform as a hobby, mm-hmm. like their main hobby. Yeah. And my sister's husband as well, so my brother in law. He, yeah, so they all are performers. Yeah. I've spoken to them all about it. Mm. And it's very much like if the industry meant that you could live off of it, mm. that's pretty much what they'd all be doing. Mm. Uh, it's just, it's not so. There's creative arts. There's mm. never any money for everyone mm-hmm. in it. So it's, um, it's really hard. Mm. So um, they do it as hobbies. So they oh. still do it every, every week. And what do they what do they do uh, full time then? Well, good question. My mum's a teacher. Right. My dad works in engineering. Hmm. My sister's a stylist, and my brother-in-law is a sales. So very yeah. varied jobs. And then hmm. they. What's your, what, sorry, what's your mum teach? Primary school. Oh, okay, so it's yeah. fun. So at least you can be a little bit creative with us. Hey, we'll do this. Uh, yeah, then. and the you kids know. love it hmm. that she does all this singing and dancing and mm-hmm. yeah. the staff at the school just love that she does the shows mm. so they do Amdram and yeah. they do two shows a year mm-hmm. and my sister and her husband do uh, they're in with a really good company mm. another Amdram company and they can do up to four shows a year so just depends what the shows are if they can get parts in the shows and mm. stuff. but that that's really professionally run mm. like uh, the people in it are amazing. So there's, it, as an audience member, you'd never really know that it wasn't a professional oh, yeah. production. So mm-hmm. it's a great one. What did they do for the performance this year? Well, my mum and dad have just done Sister Act. <laughs> they, did, they did Sister Act? <laughs> the <but> musical. <laughs> right? Yeah. Of course. Yeah. In the amateur dramatics, they did a Sister Act. They've yeah. just done, like... Last week, the week before. Right, cool. Who was your mum? What was your mum's role in that? One of the nuns. All oh, right, cool. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I've forgotten the actual name. Oh, that's all right. That's cool. Yeah. Sister something. Sister something, yeah. yeah. Sister Sledge. No, it's and not what Sister was, what, Sledge. What was what? <laughs> your dad? Was he, what, what did he do? Um, he was the detective guy. Okay, cool. A bit yeah. of a paddy. Right. Yeah. That's cool. So that was cool. And then... Um, my sister was just in Legally Blonde. Okay. And... She had, uh, she was like one of the friends of Elwood's. Right. She had a little part there. Yes. My brother-in-law was in that one as well. Like just, it's great. It's, uh, yeah, that's it's great. great. There's so many shows. Yeah. It's hard to remember every show specifically. It's that's great though brilliant. because it means, and especially where my sister and brother-in-law are, are they're performing in professional theatre as well. Mm. It's just really showbiz. Yeah. Yeah. 
Exactly. That's brilliant. I mean, it's great to all connect on that one, that, that same thing. Oh, I've done this as well, we've done this, and like, yeah. oh, you should do it like this, or like, you know, go through yeah. lines. And you run lines with them as well? And that. I'm not really around oh. enough to be helpful in that way. Uh, where are they located? Cheltenham, a bit far. Right. Yeah, what is really nice, they're doing shows that I would never be able to do, because mm. um, there's, like, different rights for scripts in the UK. So a script that is being performed professionally, mm. you'd have, obviously... That would be one that I would be up for. Um, but you have to audition, get a role. Yeah. There'll only be one version of it that year. Mm. Etc. Etc. There's yeah. about a bazillion actresses and three mm. roles, so the chance yeah. of getting it slim. Whereas if they open the um, rights to the script for amateur dramatics, mm. that show will only be performed once at a time, but as many times in a year. So it right. could be performed. 52 times in the year yeah. a week in each Amjab society right um, so it just means they're, they're performing <laughs> shows that I'm just like oh, I wish I could do that show yeah I'd love to do Sister Act and Legally Blonde I was yeah. like oh, they're, they're really good shows yeah. but when was your first time you went okay I'm going to do stand up oh that's quite hard so I always really wanted to do comedy mm. especially for a uni mm-hmm. and um, we used to have modules in my advanced singing modules we had to, at the end of each term, perform a cabaret. Mm. My cabaret was always a comedy cabaret. So it was always very much like the script in between was all pretty mm. jokes. Mm. And the songs I chose, if they weren't funny, I'd put them in a funny context. And I wouldn't change the songs, but I'd just say, like, one song should be performed as an American girl, she's really sad. Mm. And I changed it and made it Cockney. And for some reason, it's just is too funny mm. to do in comedy. So it turns it from a really dramatic, sad song into just some like random comedy, just things like that. And then, so I, I always knew that I wanted to do comedy. I just really, I got bored. Mm. Uh, one show I was on, I was swing, right. uh, which means that a swing is basically an understudy of multiple people. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of times where you're just mm. sat in the dressing rooms because you're not on. But I was on so I was on so much. But it wasn't every day, <laughs> so it wasn't enough. <laughs> yeah. So in the dressing room, I started to film like a comedy character vlog. Right. And I used to do it, it's really bad. I, I did it during the show, yeah. while the show was on, in different places throughout the theatre. So yeah. like, I did one in the toilet, I did one in the alleyway outside, yeah. I did one um, sub-stage where normally the band pit would be, yeah. but we didn't have a band pit. So, like, under the stage while the show was going on. Yeah. Just really naughty. Like, box pop sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. That's great. Eventually got to a point where my friend was like, you need to perform this live. Mm-hmm. And I was like, um, no, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. And she she ran um, a musical theatre cabaret. So we just decided it was win-win because I do musical comedy. So we thought, well, if they don't find it funny, they'll just think that it's a piece of musical theatre that maybe they've not heard before. Mm. And then if they do find it funny, then that's fine. Oh, that's yeah. what that's what I'm doing. And all my friends had come to see it, and I don't really remember the gig. I remember that my I was nearly didn't do it, and my mm. friend went, "You are doing this," and she dragged me into the toilet so I could get changed, and mm. then she dragged me out and put me on the stage, and she filmed it. And that's the only way I know what I did. Wow. On my first gig. Oh, like yeah. the, the nerves, yeah. Just, like, went into um, autopilot. Wow. Which, at that point, being a swing and never actually really knowing what I'm about to do when <laughs> when mm. the show starts, that was kind of my go-to. It's yeah. just, like, to shut down any thought process because your body will just do it, and I'm sure it will do it fine. Yeah. <laughs> so, Great. Um, so that's yeah. what my first gig was. Instinct, just go just on. try that. and yeah. do it, and if someone laughs, maybe ride off of that. Right. <laughs> Are they still available, those uh, those box pops you did? Oh, oh yeah. The video vlogs. So the, um, the character was called Kay Piz. Right. She has quite a niche following. Yeah. A little cult following. Oh, right, cool. Um, and it was basically, I just made, uh, I had my own music genre called Hip Hop Rap. So I just would make my own music videos of hip-hop songs performed in an opera style, uh, filmed around the theatre in my spare time, basically. Send me the link for that, that'd be great, <laughs> to see it. So it just, yeah, it was just really silly. Just mm. something to keep me going. When I finished that show, I, I'd only done that one gig randomly. I finished that show and I thought, oh, I think I might try it a yeah. little bit. Yeah. And then I loved it. So. Yeah, great. Got a bit. Yeah. Using the Hurricane Katie, are you going to take that yes. up to Edinburgh this year? 
Next year. Oh, sorry, next year. Well, I mean, yeah. No, this no, year? Yeah. Uh, like, I, when? Just, I always see when that Edinburgh's gone, it's like this it's year. The, okay, yeah. You know, yeah, it's, I see it's like an academic year. Yeah, that's okay, right. Yeah. Um, yes, this academic year. Mm. Uh, I hope so. Mm. Uh, it all comes down to finances. This is it. This is it. <laughs> yes, yes. So, <laughs> I've started the Edinburgh Fringe Savings Fund. Mm. Um, it's got two pounds fifty. Excellent, that's a good start. So, there we go. Christmas is coming. That was is it. Christmas. That is the problem. But I've nearly got all my Christmas presents. Oh right. Okay. Um, because then I can. Oh, this is really boring. But basically, I've got almost all my Christmas presents, so that <laughs> over Christmas I can try and save the money from the pantomime. Oh right. Yeah. For Edinburgh. And what pantomime? Use the are you art doing? to fund the art. It feeds yeah. itself. <laughs> it's hard when you self-produce because you've got no one. Giving you a cheeky bit of money yeah, so, that's it. so you don't have to worry. You know exactly how much is coming in, is it? There's no bonus. There's no bonus in a panto, actually. Yeah. Unless you get offered a drink or something afterwards. Oh, can I buy a drink? Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> I might be able to save on drinks. <laughs> and what, what panto are you uh, going to be doing this year? Uh, I'm doing Aladdin at oh. Stafford Gatehouse Theatre, right. in which I play the monkey, obviously. Oh, Abu! Uh, well, is it Abu? In the Disney film, it's yes, yes, okay. This monkey is either called Nanas or Cuddles. Nanas or Cuddles. I don't know which. Okay. Because it's both in the script. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Nanas. <laughs> maybe Nanas. Maybe he's got a split personality. No. Maybe. maybe. I think you know. it was one and then it's, it's moved to the other one. But right. I don't know which way around it is. Okay. Just, it could be just again maybe they're just he's but, ha- happy cuddles and then sad no, they're just interchangeable I mm. think it just depends on the actors what they fancy calling me have you got many lines? I have no lines because I'm a monkey amazing um, yeah. but I'm hoping that I have a good tale basically it's an actor muso show which means yeah. that the actors all play musical instruments mm. as well oh. uh, and we form the band so there's no extra band everyone that's in the band is a character in the panto mm-hmm. so it's really fun to watch and really exciting especially like for kids that are just like you know when you learn an instrument as a kid you probably think mm-hmm, well like what am I going to do with this I think for kids to see adults prancing around with a shiny saxophone mm-hmm. dressed as a monkey is probably going to make them go oh I might carry on playing my violin or whatever I'm yeah. playing I can do something silly, yeah. Maybe something other than chamber orchestra, you know, other options out there. So yeah, and it's all rock and roll music. Alright, cool. Well, but this one is uh, Aladdin, so it's a bit more Motown-y, but yeah, the vibe is very much live, really cool music. Yeah. It's just going to be good fun. So, rock and roll Aladdin. Yeah, Yeah. the walk and roll panto. Walk, (laughs) walk. Yeah. It's a pantomime fact. So, the Disney version of Aladdin obviously was set wherever it was set. Mm. The actual pantomime version is set in Peking. Oh. Yeah. Ah, So, Aladdin just. uh, Disney mix it up, you know what they like. Yeah. That's them trying to do a pun. Yes, yeah, walk and roll. Uh, But it's like all the characters in the Disney film, apart from Aladdin, it's the only character that's called the same as the actual. Panto that it's based on, but there you go. <laughs> there are many Panto fans out there. So, so Christmas and it's Stafford Theatre, yeah? Yeah. Christmas. Have you ever done the comedy for kids stuff? Because I think you'd be great at that. Yeah. You're high energy and you're incredibly likeable and, you know, I, fun. I spend most of my time when I'm not doing comedy or mm. like a, a play performing for musicals oh, yeah. for kids. Right. Uh, so, yes. Yes, then. Um, I'd love to be able to write one. I'm mm. working on trying to write one at the moment. But it's something that I've never... I have so much experience performing, mm. but none writing. Mm. And it's hard, obviously, because if I write some comedy that's aimed at adults, mm. I, I know that I can just go and try it out mm. on a bunch of adults. Yeah. If I write something for kids, uh-huh. the first time I'm going to be trying that out is when I'm decided to put on a show for kids Mm. (laughs) it's Mm. because I'm sure like adults would respond to it Mm. you don't want it to be completely boring for but it's different it's different ball game isn't it it's big time so yeah so I'd love to have that skill Mm. it's in the pipeline it's currently been worked on, but whether it will transpire into anything. Personally I know know you feel that you're writing your you've written your hour your Hurricane Katie Mm -hmm. and that's for more basically adults really isn't it yeah, it's not. It's 
pretty clean. Uh, there's like two things in it that have some bad language, mm. but one of them I'm playing a character, so I feel like it doesn't come across as vulgar, right? Uh, because the character that it is, you. I'd like to hope that you would imagine that he would say that because obviously it's a man. Yeah. They use vulgar language. <laughs> <laughs> that was a joke. <laughs> Just for anyone concerned out there, I'm sorry if I offended you. Yeah. But the character is a specific character. I won't give it away in case you want to come and see the show and then you're cool. expecting it. So yes, that has some vulgar language. But most of yeah. it is clean and no sexual content or anything. Yeah. But it's hard, isn't it? Because it's like, well, that's one thing, but oh. am I singing about something that a kid... It would be interesting. It is interested in... Yeah. I don't know how much they're interested in the environment. Mm. They might be. Yeah. But do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know, I'm, no, I'm totally know what you're saying. Like, what, what's their uh, cultural reference that would connect yeah. with them? You know, it's like, oh, Power Rangers. What? We've never even seen Power Rangers. Yeah. You know, what is, what is this? But it's like that. So that's going to be a massive disclaimer at the front of your show. Sorry, guys. I will in this show. There will be a character that's a man who is in some <laughs> vulgar language. <But> it's... it's <laughs> The character talking, it's not me. Exactly. Just like, no, just <laughs> no, but I th- yeah, I think there's not, it's not, I don't really swear anyway mm. in real life. Mm. So I used to, when I started, mm. I will be honest, I used to write a lot of stuff that was prob- were probably considered vulgar because at my uni when I perform, it was always an easy laugh because I don't swear really. Mm. And I'm, I guess people say that I sound quite posh. So when I did swear, it would always get giggles mm. or laughter. Or mm-hmm. It would invoke that reaction. When I started performing comedy, I did start performing stuff that was a bit vulgar because it was such an easy... It's the beginning, though, isn't it? That's the beginning. You're yeah, just you working just out don't know stuff. what you what you're doing and, and who you are on stage, sort of thing. Yeah. So you're just trying to feel out. Okay, what what suits my it. character? And what can I show them? And I'm like, you're not confident enough yet in the beginning to not swear. In your head, you're trying to be someone that a crowd can identify with mm. and not saying that everyone is vulgar but if you do say a profanity for example mm. at the right time people can be like yes I've t- totally said that yeah. um, so it was just feeding off of that but really I don't think it matters I, this year I've had to do quite a lot of clean gigs and I've realised that al- almost all my material now is clean yeah. anyway it's great because yeah because I don't uh, I've found the comedy without needing the language. That's not to say that people shouldn't use... That. Like, it depends how you talk, I think, mm-hmm. in every day. There's no, well, I don't know why I was writing words that I would never even say in real mm. life into my set. Just, and I would only say them as when I was doing my comedy set yeah. and never in real life. Mm. So, yeah, after a while I was just like, why am I doing that? Because <laughs> it's not me. So it's almost like I'd written myself a little character, yeah. which I think is probably what I did because I'm coming from an acting background. Yeah. It's much easier to for an actor to feel like they're a character on stage because then if people don't like it, they don't not like you. They just like the character. <laughs> yeah, um, it's so such a psychological, like silly little yeah. thing. But so my like first life preserver sort of thing, right? Yeah. They don't like. Oh, they like the character. It's not it's me. It's just the character. Just, yeah, yeah, that's exactly. Full <laughs> corn. <laughs> oh, no, it's not me. Oh, I'm good. And you can just bin that. It's great. Just take off that suit. Put it yeah. in the corner. Oh, they didn't yeah, like they, those guys tonight. They just didn't get the character. Totally. That's and great. that's like, so when I um, was doing the vlogs, when I first started stand-up, yeah. I'd perform as this character, K-Piz. I always knew, I knew as soon as I did that first gig, there, there's only so far the character will go. Mm. And I understood that. But I also understood that I needed to perform as a character. So in that first instance, I needed to do that character. And it wasn't for like quite a few gigs after that someone was like, because I used to have a wig, I had a full mm. outfit, wow. and everything. And the, the, this other comic was like, why Why do you need the wig and the mm. costume? And I was like, oh, it's just for the character. And he's like, yeah, but why are you doing ca- a character? Mm. Because I did, the, I still did that gig as the character, but it was that particular comic that made me go, yeah, why do, why yeah. do I need a character? Because I, I maybe have reached as far as I can go with this character. Yeah. So the next gig... I did after that, which was like two days later. I ditched the wig and the costume. One of the best gigs ever. Yeah. At that point. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm so much more comfortable now. Mm. Because you just need to get over the fact that if people don't like you, it's not a direct. It's not you. Yeah. It's your. 
it's what you're doing on the stage, which mm. I know is also quite painful, but if you can separate that, mm. like, right, okay, well, you didn't like that style of comedy. Yeah. Or, you, or whatever it is about it that they don't like. Yeah. It's nothing personal, though. Mm-hmm. No one's going to be like, I hate you <laughs> and your you specifically. <laughs> like, no one hates you. Yeah. They don't know you. <laughs> it's, like, it's like basically like having a box of chocolates, isn't it? Okay, Forrest Gump. It's yeah. like having a box of chocolates and you pick out the coffee accidentally and go, oh, oh yeah, coffee. I hate coffee. Oh, just, I'll take a drink. It's done. Yeah. That's it. That's it. All over. I know. So, uh, like, everyone has their own way of being able to do their first comedy gig mm. and being able to do stand-up and whatever angle it is just mine was I had to do a, a character yeah. so yeah. that I didn't feel like I was being me so that they couldn't hate me yeah that's it it's, that's it's a great so it's a great get out though no it's, it's good it's so sad to, to say it out yeah. loud but yeah it's because you never want to feel like they hate you yeah and coming so. from an acting background as well because obviously I do live performance mm. in everything that I do pretty much uh, it's all adrenaline based. Yeah. That, I'm an adrenaline junkie. I know that, but there's so much more adrenaline co- concerned with comedy yeah. because there's so much ho- more high stakes. Because if yeah. I'm in a play and it isn't that well received, mm. well, the chances of it being my fault specifically is very slim. Yeah. It could be the other actor on stage, or the director, or the script, or the choreographer, or the sound design was yeah. bad. It could be anything yeah. about the show. The costume was bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, you could blame. 20,000 other people. Yeah, there's so many more excuses. In the comedy, yeah, yeah. oh, they didn't like that. Yeah. Right, well, I wrote that. Mm. I performed that. I've di- self-directed that. Mm. So that is all my fault. So there's so much more high stakes it when is. you go and perform. It's all which makes it so much more fun and adrenaline. Yeah. yeah, every gig that I've done that I've thought was pretty rubbish, yeah. it all is my fault, yeah. essentially, at the end. And I know that, and then that's then you just go from there, and then you're like, oh right, okay. Yeah. And obviously, I'm working in a field of comedy. A field of comedy is that <laughs> a genre? Could be a I thing. don't know. A subgenre. I'm yeah. in a weird subgenre, mm. which is very alternative, and yeah. I do get it. Audiences are a bit more like, what the hell is happening? Like in Hastings. Yeah. What the hell is happening here? Yeah. And it's just like, right, well, that's fine. I know that I'm in a weird place. Mm. And that not everyone is going to get it. So then it's just about figuring out how you get people on board to the point that they can enjoy it, even if they're not really getting the comedy of it. But it's ultimately, I mean, it's silly. I mean, we talked about like the different kinds of comedy. Your comedy you really love is silliness. It's just silly, it? yeah. You just love silly. And that's that's where you live. And that's what you uh, surrounds you on stage as well. There's some the dances uh, and with the songs as well with the... Uh, Oh, what is that? The, the single letters. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's great. It's fun. And how could you not get on board with that? Because it's just totally silly and out there and just play on words. And it's just, and you give it, deliver it with such energy and, and joy that I, I don't know how they will come get on board with that. There's lots of people that haven't got on board with it. So. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. oh, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but I think uh, a lot of it, especially when I'm performing, I mm. think a lot of it is just conviction yeah it's just like right well i'm very high energy mm. so normally i'm like a, a bit different on the bill because i'm very high energy most people are kind of middling mm. with their energy and some people do low energy which yeah. again they'll have the same thing as me so it's like you kind of you can't have you can't worry about what's happened before or what the mc is yeah. like because you're always going to be a completely different energy that you're bringing in so yeah. you can't ride off of anything mm-hmm. Because you have, you know that you have to go straight in at level ten, yeah, and build up from yeah. level ten. Um, so I think it is hard, but I think a lot of people can be won over, yes, um, yeah. if they're like, oh, she's really invested in this this three minute joke she's doing right now, yeah. and that some people just won't get on board. Yeah. Like I did a, a gig recently. This guy sat in the front row with his head down, and I said something, and he rolled his eyes and went. Wow. And on the material that I was performing is was my like strong comedy set a like competition set yeah. that normally goes down eighty nine percent of people could yeah. get on board with. Yeah. Like it's not like it's not like oh it's the best set ever but most people can get on yeah. board somehow, even yeah. if it's just oh you've got a nice voice. Mm. Even if that's the level that they're getting yeah. on board. This guy was f- like furious that I was there, 
And I was like, oh. God. Isn't it weird though how people just? I know it's so it's so personal comedy anyway, but yeah. so just angry about comedy. <laughs> I'm so, so furious that I'm oh, here. Yeah, I've come here, mm. and his comment to me was, oh, "Well, you you bought a ukulele on a stage. Why didn't you play it?" And I was like. Oh, why did you sit there huffing and puffing at me? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, please, get off. You know, that's, that's ridiculous. Just because you played the ukulele. feedback. Yeah. Did, did everything Bot play the ukulele and that was all that he wanted? He just wanted that one thing. He just wanted that. Oh. Had, I, had I known, I'd have done work, a whole set just on ukulele yeah. just for him. That's mad. That's what you should have said. Like, I, 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 do you know what I really, I really enjoy watching you, Katie, because like you put everything into it, and I love putting everything into it. Go, put like as much as you possibly can. Leave it all out there. I say conviction. You know, you're you're behind it. Commit one hundred percent to whatever is happening, and you go down. If you, if you go down, crazy town. <laughs> exactly, go down to crazy town. And, but you go down. It doesn't matter what. In flames. If you if you're gonna die, you go fully. And I go. Yeah. That's it's, it. I'm not. I, it's not often that I'll hit a middle patch where I'm like, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how that went. Yeah. It will either go very well or very badly. That's uh, and But that, sometimes that's just, that's a good way because I know when I've done a bad gig, yeah. I can never second guess if I've done a bad gig because mm. like the other day I did a really awful one. Yeah. I did a 10 minute set, which were, for me is like four or five songs. Yeah. And I got one person clapped after one song. Now, like, there is a thing in comedy that a lot of people hate musical acts because people get an applause after every song. As a performer, I I never actually expect to get an applause, but there are some songs where it normally lands one, even if I'm having a bad day. But yeah, this gig, 10 minutes, one guy after one song, and then for the rest of the... 10 minute set like no applause no laughter apart from two guys were the only guys laughing I just had to plough through this set that's the kind of the first time that I've really been like I can't I can't rectify this yeah. right now because mm. I can't tell what it, what I've done yeah. in like on the, from the stage point uh-huh. of view they they'd hated me before I'd even said anything yeah so I was just a bit like, I don't know how I can deal yeah. with that. I've gone full out Fiona with it, and they're, they're still not getting on board, even with the fact that if, that they hate it, but I've gone full out. Full out Fiona, is that, is that the, is that that's the technical <laughs> term? <laughs> Sorry, Fiona this, comes out. Yeah, this is, uh, okay, right, yeah, this is a stage instruction uh, in, in the notes, <laughs> full out Fiona. Full out Fiona. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. But yeah, yeah. like, uh, yeah. not uh, many people can get on board and they just enjoy the fact that they don't think that it's funny yeah. but you're enjoying yourself but maybe but again on that gig like I said I've never done a bad gig where it hasn't been my fault it was my fault because yeah. I didn't enjoy it Yeah. because I did the first song oh. I started I got no reaction when I got onto oh, okay. the stage at all mm-hmm. it was like you know on uh, the chase when they're about to start and they go and it goes to silence that's how I entered right. silence I started talking to them they weren't enjoying it did my first song got yeah. this <laughs> and then like, from then on I didn't enjoy it basically yeah. Yeah. so that was my own fault yeah. because had I just found it hilarious yeah. that's it isn't it then it probably would have been one of the best gigs ever yeah. but because I was like oh I that doesn't go that way it yeah, doesn't go this way and and I wanted I, bet, I was nervous because I wanted to do some new material. Of course, yeah. But normally the nervous energy actually helps because yeah. it, it makes me more manic. Yeah, if yeah. anything, great. If that is possible. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that was pretty awful. But then, you know, I'm still very much learning yeah. about what I I haven't been through every possible situation. I don't know if you ever can go through every possible yeah. situation, but I haven't had that specific situation where I felt like. I, it's something I need to do something, but yeah. I don't know what. Yeah. I haven't had that before. I it was just like, uh, yeah, <laughs> literally on the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anything I was trying just wasn't working, and then it's just like, well, 
it's the end of my set now and I failed you yeah. oh. <laughs> and I, uh, off I go yeah. <laughs> and everyone else on after me is gonna, you're going to enjoy much more because oh. you can't hate anyone as much as you just hate oh, me. No. I didn't say that out loud but that's just, as I left language. I was like yeah. right well I've taken yeah. the blow I've then. taken the hit for everyone guys for everyone yeah. no one I, I presume they can't hate anyone that they, they're more than that the best way is to just focus on the person that is laughing yes and you yeah. just perform it to them yeah. yeah on this other gig there was two guys I just performed it to them but they were quite close to the back oh, so I had it. to look through yeah. the hating <laughs> all the haters yeah because you convert because you, you I think the same thing is what you can convert that hate sometimes into yeah. sheer joy you're like oh yes yeah, well, I've did give one, that to me I did one and um, there was three women on the front row yeah and I was very confused as to why they'd sat on the front row. They had very stern faces. And it might have just been their resting face. Yeah. But while I was on, I, I got up on the stage and I clocked them straight away that they had quite stern faces. And I was like, okay, I'm not going to spend too much time looking in that direction, mm. just in case. And I looked over at one point and one of them had burst out laughing. Okay. And, but she caught herself and then uh, returned her face to its stern... So it's almost like... She didn't want to laugh, but she was laughing, but she didn't want to laugh. Right. And it was so funny, because I was like, why are you in the front row of, an, of a comedy club, and you don't want to laugh, yeah. but you're, you're still laughing, but because you're catching yourself and turning it to yeah. stern face again. It was, from watching from one stage, it was just so hilarious. I was at a gig the other day, there was a, a girl in the back, and I thought... You know, you perform quite a lot in some places, do some new material there. I was like, I'm mm-hmm. just going to do a set. And you know how uh, you do a joke that you've done at the top of your set for a long time. And then you're like, you know, I really need to change this, this opening. You've been thinking about it for a while. And you see someone in the back. And I was like, oh my God, they've just mouthed my opening few lines. And it turns out they weren't, they were just chewing, chewing gum. <laughs> <laughs> so you can get too hot caught up on the audience sometimes, can't you? Yeah. Without getting focused, like focused on you, like. But this paranoia can see that silly thing like that. It's that paranoia so, seeps yeah. in. With comedy, you've got to really react with yeah. the audience. Mm. Interact, sorry, is a better word. You've got to really interact with the audience because you've got to get them on your side. And it's like it's kind of like you're having a chat to your mate down yeah. the pub. Is pretty much what it it kind of the level it kind of should be because you, you should feel. As an audience, quite like, oh, yeah, I would listen to this person. Mm. They, they might be my friend. And that's probably where you, you're in the sweet spot there. If they yeah. feel like, oh, I like them, I would mm. chat to them in real life. Mm. Because then they're more likely to pay attention yeah. and listen to your story or whatever you, whatever style you're doing. So you've got to look at the people in their, in their eyes. Yeah. Which means that there's so many opportunities for you to pick the wrong person's eye at the wrong time. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, and then your head's just going, wow, they looked like they were really annoyed. What do I just. And you're trying to carry on with your set, but your brain's going, especially if it's material that you're. It's in your muscle memory now, like mm. it's like your strong material. Yeah. It means that you, your brain can afford time to have a think about what the audience is up to. Yeah. Which is so bad, totally. especially for, in my head, because yeah. in my head, I, like I'm having a full like party in there, and yeah. like, oh, well, yeah, but that person over there seems to really enjoy it. Yeah, but this one doesn't. Yeah. yeah, but what about that one? Why am I? Why do yeah. I care? Yeah, you just give yourself more space for paranoia. Yeah, it's like if it? I'm having fun, <coughs> then I'm having fun. That's why I'm doing it, right? To have fun. I, I would hope that if I'm having fun, everyone else is having fun. Yeah. But if I'm on stage worrying about. Are they having fun? <laughs> they're, not, they're not going to be having fun, yeah. Katie, if you're worried about them having fun. Yeah. It's like, we're having fun. It's like a big out of party. Are we having fun, guys? We're having fun. I just wanted to check. Are we having fun? Is this fun? <laughs> uh, we should all be having fun just right now, yeah, this, this moment. This is the time that I allotted for having fun. Yeah, uh, we have, uh, yeah, so this is the resting time, and this is the fun it's time. It's like yeah. if Monica from Friends were to do stand-up. That is sometimes what happens in my head. Like, there's so many rules. Why have I made yeah. a rule about, oh, well, that person wasn't smiling constantly? Yeah. Well, no. They might hurt their cheek. But any plans to do an improvised show or anything like that? Yeah. Well, I'm currently learning improv. Oh, are you? What yeah. level are you at? Level two. Ooh! <laughs> <laughs> <A> crack. <laughs> I'm at level two, guys. Well, who Watch are you with? out. 
The Free Association. Oh, right. Association. Um, it's really good fun. Yeah. Uh, but obviously in Edinburgh this year, I performed with an improv musical. Oh, right. Um, but I was their host and the band. Great. So I wasn't actually doing the improv show. But yeah, I do really enjoy improv because I, I think I mostly improv in between... Because my, my songs, are, they're songs, so they have to be like written to the exact seconds yeah. of the song. I do leave times in the song that I can chill out and do some chat in, in the song. Yeah. But so because it's so structured, my material... In between songs, it's all involved, mm-hmm. and I really do enjoy that. Yeah. And in my big show, there yeah. is the whole time is just improv and then right. a, a song and stuff. Yeah. So I do really love it. Yeah. I would love to do, like, actually act in a in a show, but I'm not. I'm nowhere near ready yet. There's so much to learn. It's so, and the only way you can learn is like with comedy. But right. the only way you can learn is just to keep doing it because you have to do it wrong so that you go oh I shouldn't have done that (laughs) why have I why have I done that (laughs) Um, but it's so fun and also so such an eye opener because what why did my brain say that because you have to yes you've got to just obviously with improv obviously the the whole idea is it's not scripted so you shouldn't really be thinking Mm. there should be no judgement the thought process in your head as you're performing improv yeah. should be, what is this person saying to me, first yeah. and foremost? And then what have I... What, holding on to anything that you've said that might be useful for, like, yeah. to do a callback to or might be useful, like, as a like a little game in the yeah. scene or something. That's all... That's as far as you're... Th- you should not be really th- thinking. Yeah. It's really hard to switch... The majority of your brain off, but not all yeah. of it. Yeah, just be living in that <laughs> so moment. Sometimes I switch too much off, and I say something, and then I go, I come to, and I'm like, why, why have I, why have I just said that? Like, yeah, my poor person I'm doing a scene with is then like silent as they try and think how to, yeah, how to come back from the weird whatever I've just said is it's normally something weird. Yeah, it's great. And then, <laughs> and then the course teacher's like. Really good. Um, yeah. What do you think you could have said that would have been a stronger choice? Oh, <laughs> it's like, yeah. not anything. Yeah. I think. <laughs> oh, Hello, how are you? Would have yeah. probably been better than what I just said. <laughs> That's it. It's like, I mean, I've only started level one. I've only done level one. I'm halfway through level one. Cool. And I'm loving it. It's great fun. Even with the writing as well. I'm like, okay, cool. It's great this. for writing. It's really has, uh, um, it's fast forward in my writing. Yeah. Uh, the skills, to be honest, uh, not talking. Talking's terrible. <laughs> talking, uh, not so much. Not, not, talking, not so well. No, but um, uh, a lot of people on my course are writers, yeah. and they're using it for the specific view to how does it open the avenues when you're writing. Yeah. And we did an exercise yesterday, for example, where we'd stop the scene, and then we went round, and everyone gave a, a reason why mm. that the person has just said their last line. Yeah, and already you see as if you're looking at it from a writer's angle, like right. So this character on stage said one line of dialogue, yeah. and there's ten different versions of yeah. what why they could have said that line. Yeah, there's like, ten yeah. ways you could take the scene, and that's just yeah. ten. There's going to be more than that. Wow, that's great. So yeah. it's infinite. It's never a hack topic. It's just like that many opinions of it. Just so many different opinions on it and what it could be and what it could mean. It's like, therefore, now that you know that, you should never really be too stuck. Like, it will obviously still be hard to get the initial idea, but when you're writing now, it's kind of like, right, well, what are the possible reasons that this could happen? Oh, I've thought of 20, Uh and I'm going to pick this one. (laughs) Yeah. If you do that every time that you're stuck when writing a script, that must mean that it's so much easier to get through the script. Yeah. So yeah, it is options. really useful. Yeah. Yeah. I've so just got all into that. No, that's great. No, that's great because because it really has really has helped me with uh, the last stuff with with the uh, carving and stuff. And now I love MC. I love it so much. Just it just it's so free and just in the moment. You don't have to do like you can do a couple of bits of material. We don't have to. Yeah. You can just riff the no, audience. The only expectation that the audience have 
is that you're going to make sure that they're having a good time. Yeah. I mean, no audience will ever expect that the MC is going to be the funniest person I've ever met, ever. Yeah. Because that's what the comedians are there yeah. for. You're, you've got such low expectations, and because the pressure's taken off of you then, mm. it means you can just... It's playtime, isn't yeah. it? That's, that's it. how I think of that's when it. I MC. I'm like, yeah. right, playtime. Yeah. Like, when I'm MCing this improv show... Yeah. I call it, I actually call it to them, I'm like, well, this is playtime. Yeah. Because I get to mess about with the audience as they come in, introduce the show, and then mess about on my instruments at the back of the stage. That's great. (laughs) Ten minutes of fun. Actual playtime. Great. Nice. And you guys have to do all the hard work, so you actually have to do the listening and the focusing on what plot's happening in the musical. Yeah. I'm just like, hmm, should I play a cajon or a flute? Nice. I don't know. <laughs> That's great. That's with the... Uh, yes, the show's called Notflix, and the right. um, the group is called Waiting for the Call. But the people using that with... Who's that, who's that again? Who's oh, that? the course. Yeah. Uh, the Free Association. Are you, are you going to go to level five? I think so. Get your black belt. <laughs> 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 but it's quite scary, because yeah. in the next... I'm about to finish this level two next weekend. Yeah. And the next level, to graduate from it, you have to do a show. Oh. And I was like, oh, thank goodness I didn't have to do a show for this one, because I'm nowhere near ready. Yeah. Well, I could have done one, but it would have been the weirdest show ever, because I'm still in that phase where I'm like, and and then an alien appears. <laughs> <laughs> or something equally as unuseful. Yeah. Um, which is only hilarious for a few seconds, yeah. and then it's a bit more like... Oh, we've got to watch this now. There's still an alien in this scene. Oh, shit, we've got to follow this as far as it goes. Oh, there's a wall we're going to drive the spaceship into. Oh, God. Oh, nice. That's great. That's great. Yeah, it's really good fun, and I'm really glad that I I did it. Yeah. And it's all because of doing Edinburgh for a month, watching the girls do the show, Mm. I was just like, I don't understand how... You do that, like it yeah. makes no. Like I know mm. that I, I know that I can improvise as far as interacting with the, an audience off the cuff, and I know that I enjoy it, and I yeah. love emceeing, and I love my material where I can just, I know kind of what my game is with the audience, and I just yeah. have a little fun time. But I only ever have done that. It's just myself on the stage yeah. and an audience, so I can always laugh at what's happening. I'm just being myself, so I'm not in a character or anything. I don't yeah. have, I don't have to keep the story going. Yeah. I can stop the story when I want. It's very low stakes when I've done it before. And then yeah. watching this Edinburgh show and being like, they've done a full one-hour musical, completely improvised. Yeah. All the songs are improvised. Everything's wow. improvised about this show. And it's just like, how? I, how did that start? How? Yeah. Like, well, yeah. Yeah. So I just really wanted to learn it because I just thought it's really fascinating. Mm. And then since I've started the course, I'm I'm really loving it. I thought yeah. that I would, yeah. but yeah, really loving it. And I found that my acting's even better now yeah. because you have to, you can't think ahead. Yeah. So often in a show, like you'll be there and you know what the next person's going to say, and then you know, yeah. and then. The, um, but what's really made me is being a lot more in the in the moment. I was so yeah. so like silly acting language. I'm just being really in the moment now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I just really like acting is reacting. Yeah. So just reacting. It's about energy. Stay connected. You know, it's about yeah. eye contact and being in the moment with that other pe- those but people. In it the sounds scene. so silly. <laughs> these are such these are basic things where if you go and do an acting degree or an acting class. That's basically what they hammer home. And it's sometimes so hard to achieve, especially if you're performing with people that perform dialogue in the same way in this every yeah. single night. And that is, that's totally fine, but it means that I personally switch off a little yeah. bit when I'm performing because I, I know what's going to happen. Yeah. So I know what I need to do. Yeah. Whereas doing this improv course has meant that I now am really enjoying not, not knowing. Yeah. And so I think even if I was to do a... a a scripted play now I think I'd be a lot better at it than I would have been just even just a few months ago just because I'm now really enjoying 
a playing whatever the even the slight inflection that someone might have put on a sentence mm. that they maybe didn't mean to I'm like oh I can play with that now <laughs> yeah so yeah so I'm really enjoying it. it's really useful and it's just mm. nice to be uh, learning again because yeah. as an adult I mean I'm quite I'm really lucky I'm doing what my degree was for mm. but meaning I've not been in training for anything mm. since I graduated from uni mm. so and I'm sure most people don't really do a lot of training unless they're changing careers or, or whatever as an adult so yeah. just to be in a classroom environment again and be like ah yeah. oh, I'm learning something yeah. <laughs> it just feels quite nice just yeah. to be like oh I didn't know this before and now I'm mm. slowly figuring it out yeah but you're learning with fun games are you you know so like, like oh I'm gonna jump in here now and like yeah. get up and go and failing in, in, in that safe place that safe environment as well it is so much fun I really it's like like yourself I'm really enjoying it more than I thought I would because it's just getting rid of that fear so I don't yeah. have fear now it's like okay looks I could something's gonna happen but I'll have something yeah it's fine just have to, because eventually you realize you know deep down that you have to deal with it and then therefore you just will deal with it mm-hmm. because you, otherwise you're just stood there like a lemon. But once you get rid of the fear of like, ah, like yeah. uh, it's just like, right, well, yes, I'll probably say random things for quite a while yeah. because I, in my head I'm ha- I have to deal with it. Yeah. So I've just said something. Yeah. And eventually it will just become, I'll become so used to having to say something that I'll start to be able to slow it, slow it down in my head yeah. and start going, oh, I could do a really clever line here about fireplaces. And yeah present something useful to my steam partner so yeah, i'm hoping that by level five yeah. i'll be able to do yeah. some coherent scenes <laughs> <laughs> but i am really enjoying that yeah. there's no the way they teach it is that there's there's no wrong answers yeah. so even if you do something really wrong in like a fun game exercise if you say the wrong word mm. or something in a, in a word, like if you're going splat, 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 and you've said splodge, yeah. then you just go, ah, oh, walk up! Yeah. <laughs> and it becomes even more fun yeah. that you've messed it up. Yeah. And, you, and then, because the whole, re- the whole you know, thing about improv, because it's live, it's not scripted, mm. if something does go wrong, it's great because an audience is like, ah, great. Yeah, they've yeah. done something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and we're the only people that will ever experience that mm. so it's nice you I really enjoy like in it. the failure you know like like you said before it's like when you're doing a gig you're kind of like oh I'm going to find something fun in this for me yeah. they are hating me let's just drive let's this just, into the wall yeah. together and I'll still be laughing eventually I'll get you on side but yeah. you know it's fine if you don't come on that's fine we're, good. we're going this is where we're going anyway <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it I'm yeah. the smiling bus driver of this night you know that's yeah. it what else have you got coming up what else is happening with you have you got any interesting gigs coming up you're doing Hurricane Katie hopefully at the fringe next year, this yeah. year slash this year term, are you uh, doing anything else in between? When's Daisy Chain happening? When is when is all this stuff happening? Where everything. can we come see you? Everything. Yeah. Um. So in the near future, next week, mm. uh, I go off to Pantoland. Yeah. Um. So I'm doing. I'm performing in Aladdin yeah. as the monkey, yeah. named to be deciphered right. when I get to rehearsals. No, no, um, or cuddles. Or cuddles. <laughs> and that will be from something like the. I should know the dates. Something like the 8th of December cool. until the 8th of January yeah. at Stafford Gate House Theatre uh, in Aladdin. The Walk and Roll Panto. And then after that, uh, Hurricane Katie is hitting Vaults Festival right. in Waterloo, which is really cool. It's in the Vaults. Have you ever been? No. Um, so it's under the arches, just in under Waterloo Station. There's this amazing venue. And it's literally in... Uh, underground subway and they completely transform it for a month which is the vaults festival and it's i think it's london's biggest arts festival yeah so it's a cross art it's a cross arts festival uh but they're really trying to promote the comedy side because they've not they've they've had comedy before but they this year they're really they've got a full comedy program uh, so that goes along with all the theatre and the dance pieces and the poetry and everything that they've got going on there. Yeah. And what's really cool is that it's literally the venue. When I, when you look at the photos, it's a brick um, cavern. Yeah, is what I'll be performing in. Wow. It's going to look amazing. Yeah. 
and I've got a massive venue. So, you know, there's going to be plenty of tickets, guys. Um, So that's at the Vaults Festival on Friday, the 27th of January at 9.30pm. And I think that's the first Friday of the festival. And it's going to be a big party night after. Cool. And it's literally, the Vaults are so cool. I've been there before. They have, like, they have cocktail bars and they have pop-up restaurants in there and all this stuff. And they'll, I'm sure they'll have like some kind of DJ stuff. Okay, cool. Because they'll have parties on over the weekends. Yeah. And then after that, I'm going to Dave's Leicester Comedy Festival oh. on the 19th of February yeah. uh, at 6.45 in the Sound House. Yeah. Which is the same venue I did last year, which I oh, loved. great. Because in that venue, it's like a proper rock club by day mm. in normal life. So they, it was the first time they took on comedy in that venue last year. Right. And so because of that, they decided to take on only musical comedy. Oh, okay. But because of it being a rock venue, they have an in-house lighting technician and sound technician. And it was so good. It was like, if I mentioned anything, the lighting yeah. would turn like the colour that oh. would match it. Yeah. And the sound, you put reverb on yeah. and all this stuff. So it's a lovely venue. So 645 and that's on the free festival, so there's right. loads of gigs going on. It's a good time as well. Like I said, like my show's mostly clean, yeah. so hopefully I'll be able to catch some, but I think the venues are all 18s and over. I'll be able to catch some youngsters yeah. who like silly things. If right. you like silly things, yeah. come and see Hurricane Katie. Right. <laughs> that's the sounds that I make. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much... I've got some other gigs coming up, but they're they're the main, the big three. That's great, Katie. Katie, thank you for coming on the Carbon Defects. Thanks for having me. It's been great. Thanks for having me, guys. And that was episode 23 with Katie Pritchard. Katie's great. She's got a show coming out in the Vaults Theatre in Waterloo, and it's called Hurricane Katie. So watch out for that. You're going to really enjoy it. She's fun. She's a comedy dynamo. If you like this podcast and you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter. We're there at The Comedy Defect. You can follow me. It's at Winter Phonander. Or if you want to come see my live stand-up gig dates, you can find them on my website, which is winterphonander.com. But if you like this podcast and you want to donate to us, go to Patreon, type in The Comedy Defect Podcast and donate as much or as little as you want. But if you can't kick something back to us, just leave us a nice review on iTunes or Podbean because it really helps. But that's it for now from the Comedy Defect Podcast. We'll see you next week for episode 24 with the Mancunian Alex Perry.